Hello, thanks for tuning in again. You're listening to, as usual, Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show, Crash, the UK podcast for the culture geek, tech nerd and creative wizard. This is episode 351, recorded on Monday, the 21st of December 2020, and the time at the beginning of the show is 23.50.54. Yes, we are back recording on schedule on Monday, which means I can edit on Tuesday and upload on Wednesday. That's nicely spread out. To do that, oh, I had to really rush. I've had a really busy day. I got up ferociously early in the morning, about three o'clock, and then about half past four in the morning, I went shopping because I was worried about the news in the UK regarding lockdown, regarding the problems with the supply chain, all those things that are worrying the rest of the country. And as we speak, I have actually done all my shopping. I still have a few things to get, and if I'm feeling overly awake after this pod, I might go for a little drive and get those last remaining things. I said I'd no longer do the state of the pod thing that I used to do, I would start calling it The Journal. (laughs) And I'm changing my mind again, because I don't like being constrained by things like that. Instead of doing that, I'll just call it whatever I want to call it, whatever is appropriate for the given topic, or maybe just not do it at all if I don't have anything to say, and just get started on with the main part of the show, which is what I used to do. I really don't know why I changed that. What else before we start? It was such a busy day today, and then cramming in this six-episode story, and doing the show notes and all that stuff, seemed really time-consuming and stressful and just tiring. And I've been thinking just before the show about how long this Doctor Who rewatch is taking. I'm not having second thoughts or anything, but it is an intimidating number of stories I've set myself up to recap and rewatch and revisit. Sometimes just thinking of the road ahead feels intimidating, and I do think almost every week, will I ever finish this thing? Hopefully the answer to that is yes. And one final topic before we start the show. I wanted to tell you that I'm taking a very short break from podcasting about Doctor Who. That break will start right after the general geek pod that I will record on Wednesday. We'll be doing a lot more generic geek podcasting in the extreme short term. I'll give you some more news on that in the next pod. But don't worry, I'll return to revisiting Doctor Who later in January. It's only a break of a couple of weeks. It's not really a Christmas break, because 
I will be doing a lot more podcasting, but in order to do that extra podcasting, Doctor Who has to take a back seat for a short while. And on to the main substance of the show, which is talking about the Doctor Who adventure, The Seeds of Doom. This story starred Tom Baker as the fourth Doctor. His companion, Sarah Jane Smith, was played by Elizabeth Sladen. The director was Douglas Canfield, the writer Robert Banks-Stewart, the producer Philip Hinchcliffe, and additional on-location filming at Athelhampton House in Athelhampton, Dorset, which stands in for Chase's Mansion, about Chase more later, and Buckland Sand and Silica Company Limited in Surrey, stood in for the locations of Antarctica and, I believe, Cassiopeia. The Seeds of Doom was the sixth and final story of season 13. It followed The Brain of Morbius, which we covered in episode 350 of Crash. It consisted of six 25-minute episodes and was first broadcast from the 31st of January to the 6th of March 1976. In our On This Day section... I'm no longer calling it On This Day in the UK. I'm not doing that because very often there is nothing of interest going on in the UK when the Doctor Who story was originally broadcast. Also, because it makes this podcast sound annoyingly overly parochial with my pod already called The UK Geek Podcast, Besides which, anything that stinks of empire in the light of Brexit xenophobia gets right on my wick. This week, then, instead of doing all that, we set our sights just a little further afield and on this day, elsewhere, in the universe, I still couldn't find anything happening. I am sorry about that. <laughs> Alright everyone, I'm going to, as usual, play a short audio clip and then I'll tell you what happens. Audio clip in three, two, one. Roll the clip. What is it? Hello? Let's get it back to camp. 20, 30,000 years under the ice. Tell them to keep a constant guard upon the pod and not to touch it till I arrive. You're leaving immediately? Why not? Got my toothbrush. Contact the main base on the radio. See if they can intercept that airplane. What about the crinoid? We just have to take a chance on that. Hello, main base. Hello, main base. Can you hear me? Over. (laughs) You don't scare us! Do you think he believed us? You, Doctor, come on now, join us. Crinoids will dominate everywhere, and your foul species will disappear. And you'll all fly happily ever after. You and your kind are nothing but parasites. Have you ever heard of Cassiopeia? 
It's a good place for a holiday. We need a break. Come on. Oh, great. So, Colin, uh, do you fancy a little excursion? I'd be delighted. But uh, my wife's expecting me home for tea. This isn't Catfield Bear. It's Antarctica. What about where we started? Yes. We won't get a suntan here. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that clip. Let me just run through what happens and then I'll tell you what I thought. In the Antarctic, a couple of scientists slash explorers discover two alien seed pods. Cut to London and Dunbar of the World Ecology Bureau under the orders of his boss, Thackeray, who has asked UNIT for scientific consultation, shows the Doctor a photograph of the pod. The Doctor says the pod should not be touched and immediately leaves for Antarctica to examine it. Dunbar tells the sinister Chase, because he's in the pay of this millionaire, whose raison d'etre is to protect plant life on Earth, the pod's location. Chase then sends his minions to retrieve them for his private plant collection. Back in Antarctica, one of the men is stung by a tendril that explodes from the pod. The doctor arrives and recognises one of the empty germinated pods as belonging to the virulent crinoid plant species which kills and infects all animal life on a planet. The man stung by the pod is badly infected and transforms quite rapidly into a humanoid plant and then goes on a murderous rampage. Chase's minions in Antarctica steal the remaining pod and sabotage an experimental fuel cell generator. It explodes and destroys the base. The Doctor and Sarah luckily escape and are rescued. They bring news of the pod's theft to the Bureau in London and are about to visit the Botanic Institute but are instead kidnapped by a chauffeur working for Chase. At some point they escape and find a painting in the car boot leading them to Chase's mansion. At the mansion, they are captured and pre-execution are treated to Chase's horrendous musical composition, Requiem Floriana. The pair escape again, only for Sara to be captured and exposed to the alien pod by Chase, who wants to see its effect on human flesh firsthand. The Doctor, who is at this stage on the roof, crashes through the skylight and the pair temporarily escape while Chase's botanist Keeler is stung. I said temporarily because this time the Doctor is captured and in a very Bond villain-like move, Chase leaves the Doctor to be ground up in his mulching machine. Luckily, Sara is on the lam. She passes a message to the artist whose painting led them to Chase and is visiting 
on the pretext of collecting a debt that was unpaid for that painting, she, Sarah, finds the doctor and hits the stop button right at the last moment. Crinoid Keeler, now swollen to vast proportions, attacks the house and begins a plant revolution, encouraging earth plants to attack humans. While this is happening, Chase is possessed by the crinoid and reveals the master plan, which is ridding the earth of animal, quote, parasites, unquote. He makes this revelation to Sara, Scorby, his henchman, and Hargreaves the butler. (laughs) There's always a butler. Unit, armed with weed killer and lasers, attack, and are partially successful in driving off the crinoid. In a reversal of roles, the Doctor stops Chase from now mulching Sara. Screaming in agony, Chase, who has used this machine to already kill a unit sergeant, is mulched alive by his own mechanical monstrosity. Finally, a bombing run by RAF jets called in by unit and armed with high explosives, stops the crinoid. Returning to London, the Doctor and Sarah jokingly take their leave of Thackeray and are set on having a holiday jaunt to Cassiopeia in the TARDIS. Of course, the TARDIS has a mind of its own and they arrive back in Antarctica. What did I think... There are a lot of uh, cultural references that we can easily understand. The Thing from Another World is clearly a great influence, and the exploding pods, with their aggressively questing tentacular stinging tendrils, are suspiciously reminiscent of the facehugger eggs from the later Alien. Also, Swamp Thing. That's what I immediately thought when I saw the frond-waving Antarctic humanoid crinoid. On the other hand, the Keeler crinoid quickly mutates into a giant shambling green mound of lashing tentacle-like creepers, which we can subscribe to the Keeler crinoid having a more accessible food source than is available in the Antarctic. On the subject of the gigantic Keeler crinoid, there is a scene where the creature swarms over and destroys the Chase mansion. That scene reminded me of a land-based version of the famous artwork of the Kraken attacking a ship. Moving on to the Mad Millionaire Chase, I appreciated that Chase... A plant supremacist <laughs> is also an organ-playing madman, a black-gloved bad guy, and a proper Bond villain with henchmen and novel ways of disposing of his victims and a uniformed guard contingent armed with submachine guns. Although, sadly, there are only two of those. I'm assuming... And this isn't much of a stretch that 
the BBC production budget couldn't afford much more than that. As you heard from my pressy of what happens, there's a lot of escaping and re-escaping and recapturing and re-escaping, though all that stuff does give the Doctor the opportunity to duff up the bad guys particularly Chaser's chief henchman, Scorby, who always seems to be coming off worse in hand-to-hand fights with the Doctor. The Doctor manages to punch Scorby quite viciously in the face, although that's off-camera. I think he punches him in the nuts at one stage, or at least the lower belly. And he also twists Scorby's neck. Tom Baker's style is more dirty street fighting than John Pertwee's Venusian Aikido. Cabbage Man, yes, this is something I really remember from the first time round. This Hinchcliffe story is another I remember seeing when I was a child. The shambling Cabbage Man scared me to death. I believe I even called him the Cabbage Man. (laughs) And now, I can definitely see a pattern forming. We can zero in on the Hinchcliffe body horrors, such as the Ark in Space, the Brain of Morbius, and the Seeds of Doom, as the stories which gave me the most nightmares as a child. And finally... A tiny little bit of trivia. One thing that I noticed right away, given that the gap between me talking about the previous story and this story was so short, is that the TARDIS finally brings them back to Earth at the beginning of this episode, but we don't actually see them arriving. We just see the Doctor talking to Dunbar in his office. I think seeing them arrived after such a round trip would have been nice. Also, according to the BBC's classic episode guide, the humanoid crinoid costume used an Axon outfit that was painted green from the story The Claws of Axos, which we talked about in episode 246. That is it for my rewatch, recap, revisit of The Seeds of Doom from 1976. I hope you enjoyed that. And now we are in the after show section. I just had one or two things to say, and then that's it for tonight. Happy winter solstice! It is tonight, the longest night of the year when the sun is at its lowest daily maximum elevation, which is appropriate for this chilly Doctor Who story partially set in the Antarctic. Winter solstice is celebrated by many pre-Christian cultures, and the reason some Christians in areas where solstice-type festivals previously presided, like, for example, the Roman Saturnalia, or the Germanic Yule, hold Christmas around this time of the year. Jesus may actually have been born around February. 
Extant religions like Hinduism still celebrate it as Ayan Parivatan. But there is something especially special <laughs> about winter solstice this year, and that is that the solstice coincides with a rare astronomical event called the Great Conjunction. That sounds very grand. The Great Conjunction was last seen 400 years ago. Perhaps I should now tell you what it actually is. This phenomenon is when the two largest planets of the solar system, Jupiter and Saturn, line up to form one big bright ball in the sky. This all sounds really amazing, doesn't it? And it does fit well in with Doctor Who stuff because it's spacey, except for light pollution from our local council's new, blinding and very ugly lampposts and a blustery day wiped out visibility. I did, however, go out with my SkyMap app so at least I could look in the right direction and participate in that way, even though I couldn't actually see anything. Which is, of course, nowhere near as cool as actually being somewhere like Stonehenge. Although it would have been a bit wet and crowded, and I don't know about social distancing and all that stuff. Oh, what a wimp, I know. And on that tangent, we finish. The show that you're listening to is produced, presented, and edited by me, Roy Martha, a writer. Martha is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at roymartha.com. If you want to help the show, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen. Recommend it to a friend or enemy. I'm not fussy which or click on the contact or support link on the website. And that's it. You were listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show, Crash the UK podcast for the Culture Geek, Technology Nerd and Creative Wizard. This was episode 351, recorded on Monday the 21st of December 2020, but ending on Tuesday the 22nd of December 2020 at 0030. 06. Thanks for listening, everyone, and bye-bye for now. Bye.